Welcome everyone to the Predictably Treacherous Podcast. Today's episode is Dagger of the Mind, starring Richard Basehart and Honor Blackman. This is episode three of season two. The episode was directed by Richard Quinn. The teleplay was by Jackson Gillis and a story by Richard Levison and William Link. The original air date was November 26, 1972, and the runtime seemed like an eternity. Let's get right to the episode summary. Columbo travels across the pond to England as an honored guest of Scotland Yard, but ends up investigating the death of famous theater producer Sir Roger Havisham, Havisham, Havisham. silly-ass renaissance mystery music, a man in a car with tiny doors pulls over and gets some flowers from a street vendor and runs into a theater where they're rehearsing Macbeth. The actress playing Lady Macbeth, Honor Blackman, is bitching about everything from the props to the scenery to her dressing room to the director. Macbeth comes in and shamelessly flirts with the director's buxom assistant. Lily, that's Honor Blackman, calls out Nick to Nicky, annoyed by the flirting. He throws the bouquet of flowers to her and she smiles. The director chastises him for being an hour late and possibly, quote, smashed. Nicky ignores the director, then dismisses the other actors to the pub and hugs his wife. Then Nicky makes some joke. I think it was at the expense of Roger Haversheim, uh, the producer of the play. Although it's kind of incomprehensible, so it's hard to tell. And then they laugh, and she yells, Lava! Lava! <laughs> yeah, so as I mentioned, um, Lily, who's going to play Lady Macbeth, the actress is uh, Honor Blackman. She's a former Playboy model. Um, she was Pussy Galore. <laughs> what a name. And, um, yeah, she's a super fox. I think she's uh, in her late 40s when this was uh, filmed. Um, and then the actor playing uh, Macbeth uh, in the in the episode, his name's Nicky. I forget the guy's uh, name, but I actually thought he was the the same actor from his voice. I thought he was the same actor who played the guy in A Clockwork Orange, who comes in to see Alex at his home while he's sleeping, uh, while he's like skipping school, and he grabs Alex's junk while he's giving him a lecture. It's the way he kind of says, hmm. Uh, but I looked it up on IMDb, and it turns out I was dead wrong. Let's listen to the clips, and you can judge for yourself. So first, here's a clip of Nikki in this episode. Ah, Miss Dudley, more of your stupid notes, huh? Why don't you bring it back to my dressing room late? Okay, and now here is the clip from A Clockwork Orange. Uh, Alec, boy, awake at last, yes? I met your mother on the way to work, yes? She gave me the key. Right, so obviously listening to them again, they don't really sound anything alike, um, but I guess they're sort of um, 
a similar style with the yes and all that. So that's kind of what my uh, my brain was remembering that seemed similar. Anyways, I don't know why I spent so much time on this. So the next scene is outside at night in the rain. Uh, the music from Murder by the Book, or maybe it's Publisher Parish. I'm not really sure. A man enters the theater, then the dressing room. It's Roger Haversham, and Lily calls him Lava. She's flirty with him, and he's aloof at first. He looks like the jig is up, and he's upset. Then he tells, uh, then she tells him that she got two tickets for the symphony, and her husband will never know. But Roger looks pissed. He calls her a liar, and he pushes her to the floor, and her necklace breaks. It's like this um, pearl necklace. He says that Nikki bought the tickets, the tickets today. He also suggests that a previous weekend they had together was a sham. Also because she conveniently had a headache the entire time. So Nikki enters the room at this point and Roger calls him a conniving panderer and suggests that Nikki put Lily up to these fake rendezvous so that Roger would agree to fund a production starring a has-been actor and his aging Angelou, whatever that means. He says that he's going to cancel the play, the one tonight, and ensure that the two of them never work again. And he's about to leave, and Lily uh, yells, Stop him to Nikki. And Nikki grabs Roger, and they struggle a little bit. And then the weirdest this is the weirdest murder I've seen in Colombo, which is saying a lot. N Lily picks up uh, a container of skin cream, and she throws, so Lily throws a container of skin cream at Roger. And it kills him. A container of skin cream at Roger. And it kills him. Um, not a beer keg or a piano or a brick. A three-ounce plastic circular Nivea-like cream container. Okay, so at this point, the stagehand knocks on the door and tells them that it's curtain call. They say they'll be out in a minute and then discuss, like in whispers, like, what they're going to do next. So they decide that no one will believe them if they say it was self-defense. And Lily says that uh, Roger happened to mention that no one saw him arrive at the theater. Very convenient. So they decide to hide the body in a conveniently large and empty trunk that's in their dressing room until after the performance. So next we see the performance. Um, there are literally three people I think it's three or five or so in the auditorium, not auditorium, in the in the theater. Um, it's it's good irony that they're performing a scene where Macbeth and Lady Macbeth are feeling guilty, you know, like the out down out, out damn spot and such. Nikki does a long soliloquy uh, that's very hammy in a good way. It's funny. So after the performance is over and everyone but the stagehand has left. They give the stagehand a couple of bucks, tell him to go hit the pub, and they tell him that they will lock up. And he's, you know, he's happy about that. So after the stagehand leaves, they drag the trunk containing Roger's body out to their tiny car, and then they strap it to the back of the car. It's ridiculous. Lily drives Roger's car, and Nikki drives his tiny car with the trunk strapped to it. They arrive at Roger's home. Lily replaces Roger's hat and coat in the in like the hat rack room, 
the coat room. And uh, Nikki places Roger at the bottom of the stairs in his home as if he had uh, had a fall down the stairs. Then he places an open book uh, face up on, uh, or sorry, like uh, a book open and face down on a table um, by an armchair in the study where Roger would have been. So the idea is like Roger was in the study. He was having a drink, uh, reading his little book, and then he gets up to go down the stairs, but he fell and he died. So they get back in the little car and they drive off. Um, okay, so let's just do a quick recap here because it's a bit, I don't know. See, we just need a little recap. So Lily and Nikki are husband and wife actors, like theater actors. They seem to have manipulated Roger Haversham into putting on a production of Macbeth and allowing the two of them to star as Lord and Lady Macbeth. Um, I guess they had middling careers or, you know, uh, downward spiraling careers at this point, And this is... This is meant to like reinvigorate them to give to give them another big shot at stardom. I don't know. Anyways, doesn't matter. Roger goes to the theater to confront their treachery. So I guess they were trying to scam him in some way, um, whether it was be to put on Macbeth or to put on subsequent plays. But it seems like uh, Lily and Nikki were kind of swindling Roger. It sounds like Lily was maybe pretending she was interested in Roger uh, to try and curry favor with him, and Nikki was in on it. Anyway, so Roger goes to the theater to confront their treachery. They accidentally kill him with a three-ounce container of skin cream. Um, so here's the confusion that I'm having. During the struggle, Roger called them washed up. So I'm assuming that they wanted to use this performance to reinvigorate their careers. But we saw in the opening scene that they were not taking the performance seriously. Um, they were doing whatever they could, actually, to sabotage things. It seemed like that anyway. Lily was being a diva, and Nikki was absent, and he was drunk. Yet when Roger threatened them with, you'll never work in this town again, or something like that, Lily seemed concerned and shouted at Nikki to stop him. So my issue is that it just seems a little inconsistent that they weren't taking the play very seriously, but then were worried about having their reputations ruined by Roger badmouthing them. Like it just doesn't seem consistent. So why manipulate Roger into putting on a play and then not take it seriously? Now you may be thinking, like, well, this is this is why they're in this position. They just they're not very good at things. They just have trouble taking things seriously and focusing on it. That's that's why they need to swindle Roger to put on this play. They're have a chance at rekindling their careers, but it just isn't meant to be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, in real life, I think that's true. You know, people are inconsistent and they might want to do something, but they just don't have the willpower to do it. So they might want uh, a chance at reinvigorating their career, but they're just not very good at it and they just can't stay focused on it. I could see that in real life, but not in a TV episode. Like th that sort of inconsistency, I don't, I don't think that really works in a TV episode. Anyways, that's, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, um, yeah, it's just hard to reconcile. They didn't seem to be taking it seriously, but then they were worried that Roger was going to say that they were washed up. The Columbo intro. 
So the next scene is at Heathrow Airport in London. Columbo arrives from the U.S. and there's a tiring scene that is meant to be humorous where Columbo meets some gents from Scotland Yard. They drive off and Columbo makes them stop and do tourist stuff. And then finally they arrive in Scotland Yard and Detective Chief Superintendent Dirk, just known as Dirk, meets Columbo. Columbo and Dirk drive to Roger's house. So apparently Roger is a distant relative of Dirk and he's doing this out of respect. So inside Roger's house, there's a constable there who fills them in on what they think happened. So Roger was in the reading room. He got up for some reason. He fell down the stairs. He died. So Dirk goes off somewhere and Columbo goes up to the reading room to have a look around. He sees the first edition of Alice in Wonderland um, open and face down on the end table. So he doesn't like this. So then he looks in the liquor cabinet and it's full. I don't think he likes that either. And he pulls a cord. It's like um, it's like this curtain thing beside the, the liquor cabinet, and um, it's it's a signal for the butler, I guess. It's like a it's like a bell for the butler to come. So shortly after this, the butler Tanner arrives, and Columbo and Tanner have a conversation. And here's what we learn from this: Columbo asked Tanner why he thinks Roger got up. What was it that he wanted to do? The cabinet was full of liquor, so he didn't need another drink. Tanner says he doesn't know. Columbo asked Tanner why Roger, if he needed something, didn't just ring the bell like Columbo just did to bring Tanner. And Tanner says that it was after 7 p.m. and Roger wouldn't ring for him that late in the evening. Columbo makes Dirk aware that the book was lying open on its face and this can cause damage to a book. So this book is a first edition and likely quite valuable. So this seems like strange. It just doesn't, just doesn't seem right. The last thing is the reading glasses. Columbo asks where his reading glasses. Like he's an old guy, he has reading glasses, where are they? Tanner says they should be in Roger's breast pocket. So Columbo asks if they were all smashed up, Roger having fallen down the stairs. And Tanner says they didn't check. And then just before they leave, Dirk tells the constable to check the glasses in Roger's pocket to see if they're smashed up. After they leave the room, Tanner gives the first edition copy of Alice in Wonderland a look. And it's kind of the, the Tanner nose scene, you know, because he looks at it and he, he gives a strange face. Like, he kind of knows Columbo's right. That, that doesn't seem consistent. All right. Now, what is going on here? So we move back to the theater. People are lined up in the aisles and the stage is empty. The curtains retract and the coffin containing the body of Roger is revealed with bouquets and flowers all around. Um, there's a bunch of photographers and they're taking pictures of the mourners. So as Lily is about to get up on stage, a photographer sets up to take a picture of her. Just then she breaks down into tears and throws herself uh, onto the coffin. She's wailing, you know, Roger and all this. Um, so Nikki makes kind of a face and then he allows the photographing to go on for another five to seven seconds. Then he, uh, he walks over and he says, no, no, no more pictures, please. Uh, and he comforts his wife and a photographer says, hold it just like that, sir. And Nikki smiles while he's holding his wife. Um, and he's comforting her and the photographer snaps a picture. It's very good. 
So Nikki tells him, no more. We don't want any more of that. And he leads Lily away. There was some somber violin music playing during the funeral. And when watching, I just assumed it was uh, background music, like non-diegetic music. But as the camera moved away from the coffin, there's actually a few guys performing the music stage left. So Columbo's there. He offers Lily a handkerchief. And then Columbo, he fawns over Lily. He says he brought a camera, but he knows it's not a good time to take a picture. So instead, he asks her for tickets to her performance tonight. Uh, She seems confused and thinks he's a reporter and asks if his paper can't get the tickets for him. And he tells her that he's a cop visiting from the States. Actually, though, at first he says, I'm a visiting fireman. Huh? Like, I didn't didn't know what this meant at all. And uh, then, so... He explains to her, no, it's just a joke. I'm, I'm a cop. I don't, I don't know why he said that. So then he leaves to speak with Dirk, and Lily is concerned um, about Columbo being a cop, so she follows him, and she overhears Dirk telling him that they're going to do a post-mortem on Roger, and now Lily is a lot more concerned. So then we get another kind of scene with Columbo and Dirk doing the touristy stuff. That's fine. Columbo and Dirk arrive at a gentleman's club, not a strip club, but uh, a really stuffy, posh club with old books and no women. Some male servants serve them tea, so dinner. A man with a preposterous toupee claiming to be a coroner arrives. He has the results of the autopsy. This feels like two hours later. I don't know how he has the results of it, but he has the results of the autopsy of Roger which shows that the body was moved after death. Okay, so meanwhile, Lily and Nikki want to quell this murder investigation, so they cook up a little scheme. Lily and Nikki drive to Roger's estate um, and speak with Tanner. Nikki claims that he left a copy of Sir Henry Irving, his famous actor, a personal copy of Macbeth, so Sir Sir Henry Irving's personal copy of Macbeth with Roger. It has Irving's own scribbles in the margins. It's very valuable, and Nikki wants to get it back, understandably. So Tanner and Nikki go off to look for it. Columbo and Dirk arrive. They tell some guy to stop washing Roger's car. Columbo asks him why he's washing it because it hardly seems dirty. And the guy says, Tanner told him to. So Tanner totally knows. Um, It's important to keep in mind that Tanner suspects that Roger was murdered. Um, So he must know that the murderer drove Roger's car back to the house. Now he's having the car washed to remove any evidence that may be on it. So we know he knows, but, but why is he doing that? Like, why is he covering up for it? So now Nikki is claiming that he left the expensive book with Roger. Tanner must also know that this is nonsense, yet he indulges that too. So why? Um, Save this for later. So meanwhile, Dirk tells Lily about Roger's death now being a murder. Nikki comes out of the house and Tanner yells down that he can't find the book. Dirk asks what's going on and Nikki explains about leaving the book And that's when the wheels start spinning for Dirk, who thinks that maybe the motive for the homicide was theft of an expensive book. So Columbo isn't fooled at all. 
He has a slight smirk on his face as Dirk suggests to him that this could be the motive. Columbo ignores him and asks Tanner if it rained last night, and it didn't. So Nikki and Lily are about to drive away when Columbo confirms that there will be a ticket for him at the play later that evening. Lily says she'll uh, leave it at, in her name at the box office. So Nikki and Lily drive off. So now at the play, after the performance, the audience is mingling with the performers. Columbo is there and he is beaming. This has been the greatest experience of his life. He says, quote, better than any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> A little time passes and Columbo starts asking Lily some questions. Then he asks Nikki the same questions. And the shot goes back and forth like it's edited to go back and forth. So he asks one question and they answer and it goes, he's asking the, the, the other one, the next logical question. The idea being that the idea you get is that he went and asked them both the same series of questions. Um, and it gives you the sense that they uh, rehearsed their story. So Columbo tells them as much. Let's listen to the clip. The reason I say that is because, you know, when my wife and I try to remember what happened yesterday or the day before, well, we don't agree on anything. And you two, you not only agree, you use almost the exact same words to tell about it. So that is Columbo telling Lily and Nikki that he knows. So now outside, Lily and Nikki are getting into the tiny car, the little doors. The stagehand guy begins fawning over their performance, looking for a handout. So Nikki gives him one, and he notices that the guy's umbrella looks like Roger's umbrella. He and Lily quickly realize that it is Roger's umbrella and that they planted the wrong umbrella in Roger's home the other night. So Nikki follows the handyman guy to the pub while Lily waits in the car. Nikki drinks with him until he gets access to the umbrella and then he absconds with it. When the handyman leaves, it's raining. Columbo approaches him and asks if Roger came to the theater last night. Uh, the night before, whatever it is. Um, he says no. He tells Columbo that he lost his umbrella and that he was just in the pub with Nikki. Now, Columbo really likes this. Um, and then the scene ends. So now Nikki and Lily arrive in the tiny car outside of Roger's house. Lily hides Roger's umbrella in her coat and they ring the doorbell. Tanner is sitting in Roger's reading chair in the study and drinking some sherry. He answers the door. Nikki tells Tanner that he suddenly thought they should look for the book in the sunroom. So Lily stays behind while they go off to look for the book. Lily sneaks into the closet to leave the umbrella, but it's been cleaned out and she doesn't want to leave it there on its own. So she just kind of freezes and then she gets out of there. Um, and then Tanner and Nikki return. Uh, so Lily comes up with a story to try to get Tanner to reveal where the Rogers clothes are. She says she wants Rogers tweed hat with the feather for sentimental reasons. Too late. The wax museum people have already picked it up. It's been like the guy died. They found his body like yesterday morning. There was an autopsy like later that afternoon. And then the wax museum already picked up his stuff that night. This is all happening extremely fast. But anyways, um, they leave uh, and 
just as a tiny car is pulling out of the driveway and onto the street, a car driving Columbo like a taxi is about to pull into the driveway and Columbo sees their car. Columbo rings the doorbell and Tanner answers. And Tanner looks, he looks irritated by it. Um, he asks Tanner about the umbrella. Tanner beckons him to follow. Meanwhile, Nikki and Lily climb into an open window of the Max Wax Museum. Like, come on. Okay. Um, they see the bust of Roger. Lily is horrified, so Nikki turns it around so they don't have to look at its face. It's just silly. Um, sometime later, Dirk arrives at the Wax Museum. Columbo's already inside with Tanner. The museum curator shows them to the storage room with Roger's clothes that were uh, given for the exhibit. Columbo is sure that Tanner will identify the umbrella as not belonging to Roger, uh, but he says it is Roger's. And further, Columbo asks Tanner if anyone else has been asking about the umbrella, possibly right before Columbo asked about it. Tanner lies and says no. So Tanner's hiding stuff. So now Lily and Nikki are in bed and they're reading reviews of their performance. Apparently people like them. I don't really understand this because the theater was empty during the performance and it seemed really hammy. You know, I wonder if there were a lot of Macbeth references throughout this episode that just went over my head that it just that I didn't get. Um, probably. Anyways, uh, so now the doorbell rings and it's Tanner. He implies that he's going to be their butler. He's telling them, basically, I'm going to be your butler going forward um, now that they have disposed of his previous employer. So Lily and Nikki, they don't deny anything. They just kind of feel out what Tanner really wants, and they think, oh, he just wants to be the butler. So they just seem okay with that, um, at least to Tanner. And then the next scene shows Lily and Nikki and they're tying a bicycle to the back of their tiny car. They drive off. Now at Roger's house, Tanner is arriving on foot and sees the bicycle. Nikki comes out of the side of Tanner's house. He and Tanner talk for a moment about stealing valuable books. And then Nikki pushes him inside the house. And it's implied that he's going to kill Tanner. So they were telling Tanner, yeah, everything's cool, but they were just planning to kill him anyway. So later on when it's dark, a maid comes looking for Tanner. This is his little side house. It's like it's like a, the butler's house off the, the main house. Um, so a maid comes looking for Tanner. And uh, I guess she's worried. She's, Mr. Tanner, where are you? And uh, she enters the house and he's hung himself. Okay. Okay, time for a recap. Uh, Nikki and Lily accidentally kill Roger Haversham and try to frame the murder as a accident. Okay. Tanner, the butler, discovers the treachery and tries to blackmail Nikki and Lily. But Nikki kills Tanner. Columbo has been investigating the case, but his time in England is running out. Will he have enough time to get Nikki and Lily? Let's find out. The Get. Columbo is sitting on a bench reading the newspaper. The cop that picked him up from the airport in the beginning is back to drop him off. Columbo is upset. He asks the cop if Dirk really thinks that Tanner murdered Roger and then panicked and hung himself. This is what he just read in the little newspaper there. Because again, it's like the newspaper got the story. This all happened in like 36 hours somehow. 
The cop says uh, that's what Dirk thinks. Columbo then reads some article, additional article, that he didn't see before and asks the cop to take him to the wax museum and have Dirk meet them there. And he needs an umbrella. Now outside the wax museum, Lily and Nikki emerge from a car and there's a crowd waiting to get autographs. They go inside and they are taken into a room with three exhibits side by side. They're hidden behind red velvet curtains. It's like an episode of the Monty Hall show, uh, Let's Make a Deal, but without the donkeys. The name below one of the exhibits says Roger Haversherschen. Just then, Dirk arrives at the Wax Museum, and then Columbo arrives, and they all go into the room with the exhibits with Lily and Nikki. Nikki's not happy. Um, throughout the episode, he's been really short with Columbo. Uh, but yeah, so he's not happy. He wants to know why they've been invited. Columbo tells them that he thinks they killed Roger, and it all has to do with the umbrellas. So Columbo begins demonstrating how when a person enters a room, they shake out their umbrella, lean it against the wall, unfastened, so that it will dry. This means that things can fall into the umbrella. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I can't even keep a straight face on it. He reminds Lily that he stepped on a pearl in her dressing room after the performance, and she said it was broken during a fight that she and Nikki were having. Columbo thinks that it was a fight with Roger. He has the museum curator, Jones, open the umbrella and a pearl falls out. Then Nikki starts blabbing Shakespeare, like lines from Shakespeare, and Lily claims that the death was an accident. Uh, so, okay, that's it. Um, they, why do they always confess? Anyways, so after they are taken away by the two officers, Dirk asks Columbo, D Dear old boy, how did you know that the pearl would be in the umbrella? He doesn't say, I don't know what he says, but uh, Columbo tells Dirk that when he wanted to get the attention of a pretty redhead in, I don't know why a redhead in school, then, so, okay, he says, well, when you wanted to get the attention of a pretty redhead in school, and then he uses his thumb, he kind of flips a pearl into a tiny bowl. Um, he's implying it just, he, he did that before they came in. So he just faked it. It's like, so you're saying that you planted evidence? Like, is that legal? <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. They got a confession. So, I mean, it does matter because it's just, it shows how crooked the cops are, right? Anyways, but um, yeah, so he, he basically tricked them. That was it. Now, what what is going on here? Like, it's a really bad episode. There's some things I, I'm a little torn about it because there's some things I like about it, and there's some things that are just terrible. It's a terrible episode. It's not it's not fun. It's not good. Um, I don't know why they did it. I mean, if they did the episode to introduce Columbo to an international audience, this is a terrible episode for it. Just pick a good like you're you're taking Columbo, who he's an LA detective, and he investigates like rich people in LA. If you stick him in England, he's a fish out of water. It's just a different, has a different vibe. Like a fish out of water story is different from the Columbo playing dumb. It's kind of like, it just, it, it's not Columbo anymore. It's just, it's silly. 
So I don't know what the purpose of this episode was. I don't really feel like looking it up on Wikipedia to find out whether it was actually to introduce him to an international audience or if it was just a lark or something. I'm not really sure. Um, okay. A couple things I did like is the uh, the English tropes that they um, played on in this. Like, they are all so pretentious. Uh, they're all like rich lords and stuff. And it's just... That, so that was kind of silly and and dumb. And then the people who are not rich, like the stagehand, he's just like, the guy's a caricature. He's like a Dickensian character or something. It's ridiculous. Um, okay. What else did I like about this? Mm, that might be it. I like the car with small doors. It was just such a absurd and ridiculous and pointless vehicle to have. Um, like there was, they, they could barely get into it. It was like, they were trying to get into like a, like a, a big wheel or something. Like every time they tried to go into it, this thing was like six inches off the ground and they had to like crouch way down these tiny doors. There were no windows on it. It had like a, like a plastic roof. Um, they had to strap that giant trunk with a dead body in it to the back. Like, I don't know, some shit like that. It was kind of funny, but it was silly. Um, yeah, this episode didn't take itself too seriously, which is good. I probably missed a ton of Macbeth references. That was, I'm, I'm sure there was some funny stuff there I missed. I did like that whole scene with the funeral, um, that they actually had the funeral uh, on the theater stage and everything was so fake. And they were photographers and Lily faking like that she was sad and stuff. And, uh, Rod, not Roger, uh, Nikki faking that he was consoling her and they're posing for pictures. And there was the, uh, orchestra, like the three or four guys playing violin and stuff right next to the, the coffin on the stage. Like that whole scene was incredible. It was like making fun of itself. So that was pretty good. But overall, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not clear on what the point of this episode was. Again, just to reiterate, I haven't researched at all whether the point was to introduce this to an international audience or whether there was just some sort of lark or something. Um, and if it was to introduce to an international audience, why? Why do this? Like, Because this isn't really what Columbo's like. So it just didn't make sense. It didn't work. It wasn't funny. It wasn't cool. Like, Columbo had to trick them in the end. It wasn't like a, a really powerful, like, gotcha moment or something. It was just, it just sort of sucked. Um, yeah, so that's that. So what do I give this one? I don't know. How do I rank Columbo episodes? It's been so long since I've uh, done a Columbo episode. I got stuck on this one for the longest time because I, it's such a bad episode that I didn't want to do it. I sort of just stopped and started doing movie episodes instead. But I thought, oh, we'll just fire out a quick Columbo episode. We've got to move past this one because there's a lot of good Columbo left. So we got to get back to it. Um, what do I give this one? I don't know. Three, no. One out of five... Um, grocery store cigars. Thank you for listening today. Check out the show notes for this episode or any episode at ptpod.podbean.com. The show notes contain links to all my sources and products that were referenced during the episode. You can write a glowing review of my podcast on iTunes or at Google Play. There are handy links in my website at ptpod.podbean.com. And you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ptpod. 
The intro music for today's episode was Sweeter Vermouth, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Check out the link in the show notes. Thank you.